Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener, online at ctf.nu. Here's Tom and Keith. Back on Front Row Knowles, big night uh, for Florida State, big game tonight at the Tuck as the Tar Heels are in town. And as we go back to the Earl Bacon Agency hotline, we say hello to uh, a friend of the program, Stan Jones, associate head coach. Obviously, he's been with Leonard for a long time. Coach, how are you? Doing well today. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you. And, uh, you know, before we talk X's and O's on this, and we appreciate a few minutes of your time, I know it's uh, obviously busy and uh, every every minute counts when you get into the season here and you're counting down to tip-off. Uh, I wanted to have you on to, to talk a little bit about this fight for literacy game tonight, which which not everybody may be aware of, but uh, you've been a big proponent, a big advocate, and, and out in front on this. Uh, tell us a little bit about, I guess, your interest, your motivation, and, and what exactly you're, you're trying to do tonight. Well, we are uh, trying to initiate for the next three or four games, uh, getting people to donate online for every assist we get a certain amount of money that will go to the Early Learning Coalition of Tallahassee to provide books for underprivileged kids. And we've been doing that for the last two years, and uh, it's gotten bigger each year, and I hope it gets bigger uh, between now and next uh, Saturday when the uh, Louisville game. You're passionate about this, though. Where does that stem from, Stan? Well, it's, uh, you know, reading. I'm, I'm, you, you've been by my office in the, in the, in the uh, practice facility, and uh, I've always been a big reader. Uh, my parents instilled... Uh, a desire and a, a passion for me to read, and uh, they always talked about uh, how that's going to be a key to your success going forward. So it became a habit of mine. And then uh, uh, the people who started uh, the Coaching for Literacy campaign and the Fight for Literacy are, are, are from my hometown of Memphis. And uh, when they brought it to me, and I saw who the people were, and I saw how the uh, the organization was being managed and put together, uh, there was no question. I, I felt very comfortable on putting my name behind it and trying to help because they're doing some really good things the right way. Stan, you're, you're tying some of this fundraising to assist, which is one player helping another player score. I, I, I've seen it happen a couple of times. I know you don't talk about it uh, for for personal reasons, but uh, you, you've been known to hand a book out or two to a player every now and then when uh, you've come across something that you thought would be beneficial to them. You'll uh, you'll lend uh, some of your uh, library to them. Yeah, and, you know, we, have, we have a lot of student uh, managers and student staff uh, that are trying to get into coaching and those things, and uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll really talk to them a lot and try to encourage them during their time in our program to get involved uh, with leadership development and uh, success uh, backgrounds, and you know, even in the things of business and uh, you know, and things not just not just in the coaching world. Well, maybe we can get all of them to read as much as Michael Bradley does. What do you, What do you think? <laughs> Might that be our our goal? And Michael, Michael does do a lot of reading. I give him, you know, he's, a, he's a smart guy. <laughs> when Coach Bowden was here, you know, his genre was always military history and uh, World War II in particular. But but great military leaders and generals and whatnot. Do you have a particular genre that uh, that, that that's your favorite, Stan? You know, I'm really really pretty diverse. I, you know, I do a lot of leadership reading, a lot of, uh, of coaching. And one thing I found, uh, and there's sports difference in hours, but a lot of the the football coaches who write books, they have great books about organization, uh, team management, uh, and those things. So I end up reading a lot of those. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big John Grisham fan. I'll read a novel every so often, and, uh, and I'll do a little history and some things that are uh, 
areas that uh, are interesting to me. I, I just got through with Rooster Bar. If you need it, I can loan it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you reading that. I wanted to trip. You, you're exactly right. You did. All right, Stan. Uh, obvious segue here. What's the book on Carolina tonight and how you beat them? Well, you know, Roy uh, is basically the uh, the godson of Dean Smith. I mean, it's, you know, if you did a scouting report on Dean Smith 25 years ago, it's still the same formula. They got uh, they got bigs that are going to crash the glass. They got a big that's going to be featured on the low post. They got a point guard that's going to drive the engine. They got athletic wings that uh, are going to get out and run in transition. So they provide a lot of uh, a lot of components that we've got to do a great job on. We got to take something away from them, and we got to do a great job tonight on uh, on limiting them in those three areas. I stand. I know there was a little bit of disappointment on the effort at Duke on the boards. What what have you been talking to the kids the last couple three days of practice, and what are you focused on tonight relative to rebounds? Well, you know, Keith. One one thing I learned when I was coaching in high school is uh, um, sometimes you can everybody think you're not doing things right, uh, but. There was a whole lot of times we actually had established pretty good blockout position in the Duke game, and you know, especially Marvin Bagley and, and Wendell Carter, those are going to be top ten picks in the draft. And there's a reason they're they're special guys. They have balance, they have length, you know, and they just made some plays based on their their physique and their athleticism. And uh, the one thing about Carolina is they don't have a Bagley or, or a uh, or a Carter, but they have a Luke May who's going to be more of a uh, a wedge rebounder and using strength and girth, uh, but he also brings a dynamic that he can stretch you out to the three-point line. So uh, he's a little bit different dynamic, and he's uh, averaging a double-double. So we have uh, we we worked on a couple schemes, and uh, uh, I think our guys are up to the challenge because uh, you know, what anybody want to say that game on Saturday, if you're a college basketball fan, was a fantastic basketball game to watch. There's no question. There's no question. Uh, obviously, one of the other things, and, and this is textbook uh, Williams and going back to Dean Smith, but uh, you know the fast break. You you got to get back on defense against these guys. And you got to do that, and you got to do a really good job of managing uh, Joel Berry as the head of the snake for them as the point guard. You you can't let him get get uh, catching the ball on the run toward their basket early on the outlet, whether it's a make or a miss. You got to try to. Uh, slow his direct advance of the ball down, and then you got to do a good job because he's he's one of the uh, different point guards that Roy's had since we played against Roy. That you know, he'll take you rim to rim and score on you. You know, usually you had a Kendall Marshall or a Ty Lawson that were they were always trying to set up other people. Well, Joel's probably their number one option, uh, even though he's their second league scorer right now, and everything that they do. So we, we uh, uh, our defensive position that we call the Bandits got to do a really good job of. Uh, stealing a little bit of time from him. One other thing, Stan, and we, we don't have a whiteboard and we're on radio, not television, but uh, real quickly, just for our listeners, talk a little bit of what, what is known as this, the secondary break that Carolina has. Well, secondary break is a, um, you know, they're, they're going to run certain spots. Everybody's got their spots in the primary transition. And once they exhaust that, whether they could get to the rim or shoot a three or throw it in the post, uh, they're going to run a uh, an offensive action uh, from those spots, usually reversing it through the last man down that most people call the trail position. So you'll see Luke May in that spot a lot, and he'll be the decision maker on if, well, if they swing the ball, if they go to a ball screen, um, or if they bring it back to the strong side. And, and and they'll run a lot of back screen from one of the perimeter players' actions to bring him into the post. Stan, you've been at this a long time. I want to broaden it beyond uh, tonight's game a little bit. And you've worked with countless guys who uh, – 
you know, were projects maybe, and that, that might be too strong a term, but but guys who got so much better throughout the course of their career, like an Al Thornton, uh, I mean, even even Tony Douglas as he progressed. I know Fiondo's just a year in, but I mean, he's light years above where he was last year. But I'm curious, uh, Phil Kofer, for him to be doing what he's doing, and I know he's battled injuries, and maybe that's more to the story than in terms of his growth, but what kind of pride is there for you to see somebody like him that has battled injuries to, to be contributing the way he is right now? Well, you know, Phil is a, is a tremendous part of our program. He uh, uh, he is a leader. He's an energy giver. Uh, he also, he's had the injuries, but, you know, he's had some difficulties with some health issues in his family, and uh, that, that makes it very stressful for a young man his age. Uh, and for him to stick in there, and once he got healthy, really be committed to putting the work, uh, to get his game tight, and uh, he was very, very committed in the offseason. He gained a lot of confidence on a little trip down to Jamaica in August, getting back in the swing of things, and uh, he has really uh, uh, provided a uh, a much-needed inter- uh, offensive boost. As he's always given us defense and rebound, but him uh, becoming a consistent offensive uh, threat has uh, really made our offense be more efficient. Stan, you you and Leonard and company have been here 16 years now. Uh, is it a fair statement that this might be the best chemistry amongst a group? Or am, am I missing a group maybe that was better? But th- this this group really appears to have a lot of the intangibles uh, in terms of work ethic and, and camaraderie. You are you're, that's a great evaluation by you. Uh, these guys, uh, since uh, we finished last season, have been eager. They've been uh, excited they've been willing uh, and they've uh, been together uh, pushing each other working with each other you know we've had a lot of guys in the past to come work by themselves but these guys come in and uh, and, and work in groups together they come to challenge each other and then they have fun off the court and I hope uh, our Seminole faithful fans uh, I know it's cold outside and everything but it'll get, get behind these guys to get the conference play you know we got the, the third longest home winning streak in college basketball right now our kids take great pride and playing at home, they're fun to watch. I think they proved on Saturday, and you're going to the most, what people mostly assume is the most hostile environment to play in college basketball, and you have a chance to win the game in the last two minutes. Uh, I guess the team that's got four or five first-round picks, uh, this team's good enough, they're tough enough, uh, they're together enough, and hopefully there'll be a whole lot of garnet gold people filling those seats tonight and going forward and uh, helping these guys keep this win streak alive. No question. Stan, give us uh, the information again about how folks can uh, help the, the literacy efforts uh, if they want to make a contribution. Uh, they can go to the website, coachingforliteracy.com, all one word, lowercase, coachingforliteracy.com, and uh, there'll be a tab to click on for donate, and then you'll go to the Florida State um, little tab they have on there for the Florida State dates. They're going to be uh, raising the money, and they can do it right online. Well, Stan, I don't have a green tie, uh, but I'll be watching you guys wear your green tie. How about that? <laughs> we'll be representing, and we're looking to hopefully make a couple lot of kids uh, better their lives as they go from childhood to adolescence to adulthood. Yeah, you're, you're to be commended for that. It is, it is New Year's, Stan, so as we let you go, what's, what's a book, uh, what's a recommendation for a book that we need to read this year? Uh, that's a great question. I, uh, I've actually just got through... Uh, well, I'm, not through. I'm, I'm actually just starting uh, uh, a book. I'm about uh, 20% into it, Radical Candor, which is uh, how, to, how to talk to millennials and, uh, and use, your, uh, uh, use yourself as a leader without uh, going too crazy on people nowadays. It's pretty interesting. 
All right, Stan. Thank you. That must be a thick book, by the way, how to communicate with, with millennials. <laughs> no question. <laughs> we'll see you at the tuck tonight. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Pretty, pretty important book, though, as, uh, as a guy who makes his uh, living and livelihood uh, working with 18 to 22-year-olds. All right. We'll, we'll let that resonate a bit. We'll come back and react to it on Front Row Knowles. Stay with us. I'm 